Wow, it's Get Animated, the anime recap show from the host of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed chair, Nick Weiger. Okay, I'm going to say mine, and then I have something to say. Okay. I'm self-proclaimed chair, Matt Apodaca. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> and here's the thing. We, bit, we did this before we, before we start the show. Yeah. We have a guest, and we'll get to him in a second. This is a friend of ours, a guy that we like. <laughs> I'd go as far to say love. I'd, I'd agree with you. We explain what the show is, how we do it. We give him the preamble of, here's how we do self-proclaimed. It's usually something from the movie. Yeah. It could be something like this or whatever. We both not only picked the same one, but the most basic, the most basic thing, too. <laughs> but honestly, it's what I was hoping would happen. So I think it... <laughs> I think it worked out for the best. Great. Uh, our guest today joining us on the podcast, Oscar Montoya. Oscar, thanks for being here. Hi, self-proclaimed chair. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I was going to say self-proclaimed thick worm, but um, I think chair. I'm, changing, I'm officially changing it to <laughs> chair. See, you like did the exercise like correctly. Like You like found like something to glom on to. <laughs> Nelly did comment on how phallic the worm is. So I was like, mm, I guess it kind of is. That's worms, though, isn't yeah, it? That's worms. That's maybe the nature general, of worms. Maybe yeah, not specific to right. this worm. <laughs> uh, Oscar, you're... <laughs> worms are phallic! I'm sorry! <laughs> they are. It's I'm true. just thinking of the way the, the, the worm just sort of plopped yeah. mm. onto the countryside of, of Japan. Yes. Just the way, like... A... <laughs> A lot of weight Fat to it. Dick <laughs> falls on a table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, like yeah. A business negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> That's how things get done in Congress. Thud. <laughs> um, Oscar, thank you so much for being here. You are an anime fan. Yes. What is your okay? So what? Uh, just, just to, talking very generally. Like, what are what are the series? What are the movies that kind of got you into anime? Yeah. So I, I'm from Colombia, and in Colombia. All of our media is not American media, especially mm -hmm. for kids. All of our content is typically taken from Japan. Mm. So I grew up watching anime from like a very young age. Voltron was sort of the gateway anime that I got wow. sucked into. There's another anime. And I'm sorry, are these, are these in a Spanish dub? Spanish dub, yeah, yeah, Spanish dub. And um, a very, very huge, huge popular anime in Japan and especially in Latin America. Um, and not so much in the U.S. is an anime called Saint Seiya, but mm. in Colombia it's called Caballeros del Zodiaco, which means uh, the the gentleman of the zodiac. And to me, it just was the best. It still is. It's one of my favorite anime of all time. It's called Saint Seiya, and it's great. Y'all should watch. It. What wait? What is the show about? Can you give us kind of in broad it's strokes? Essentially, this um, it, it takes place. Uh, there's like Athena, who's like you know the 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 descendant of the greek goddess of wisdom right she holds a tournament uh for who takes this like um uh uh like sort of armor based on the constellations right okay um and each person has their own uh armor constellation the lead character his name is Seiya, and he has the pegasus armor which is sort of like um how would i describe it it's sort of like uh, this is another cartoon reference that maybe people might get Centurions, I don't know if you know that mm. reference, but it's like they sort of like attach body like little pieces to your armor and it's shaped like a, a, a Pegasus and he fights, he gets, he goes through the 12 houses of the Zodiacs to fight uh, the, 12, the 12 houses of the Zodiac. Um, 
It's essentially just a weird little anime. Very dramatic. It's from, I believe, the early 80s. Um, it's so dramatic. The music is really beautiful from what I remember. I haven't seen the anime in forever, but it's great. It's amazing. Can I can I ask you a uh, potentially ignorant question from another uh, Latinx person? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the Spanish dub in Colombia. Yes. I know that Colombians have, a, there's a dialect. It's a different type of, it's not a completely different type of Spanish, but it's, sure. a, you know, it's a specific type of Spanish. Right. The Spanish dub that you're getting, is it in a like Colombian dialect or is it just like a catch all? Like, I don't know how they do it. No, so, I don't know. Yeah. I, from, it, from what I remember, it might yeah. be a Spanish from Spain. Okay. Dub. Yes. Um, either that or Mexican dub. Mm -hmm. That's usually where the dubbing centers are. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know if there's any specific Colombian dub. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or really any other country dub. Uh, just like, yeah. So the, when I say, Colombian dub, I mean like Spanish, right. Latin American dub. Yeah, I was wondering. I was just wondering. Mm -hmm. No, and not an ignorant question. I think that's a very fair and valid question. Good. Yeah. I felt safe to ask it. Yeah, you're in a safe space. <laughs> be nice if there was like if if <laughs> localization was that specific. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. But it does kind of feel like yeah, it's just a just as the, it's the like big, watch... whatever the biggest market, and then everyone else right. gets whatever whatever's it's, left. It's yeah. like watching an anime and sure. then getting like a Boston dub. Yeah, versus a, a Louisiana dub, you know? Yeah, a Queens English dub. Yeah. Queens, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, so you mentioned Centurions. All the eyes are we. <laughs> Centurions sounded familiar, and I was like, why does that ring a bell? And I looked at it, and it's like, I remember this cartoon. My brother used to watch this cartoon, and apparently it was actually, I didn't realize it was from Japan. Like for me it was just like on TV. Wait, was it? Yeah, really? apparently it was animated in Japan by a Japanese studio. Oh, no way. Yeah, but um uh, but it had a a, a it was a, my I like I knew it as an American show and it's basically like everyone was uh yeah, it, it, I just I remember the dude with the mustache in the suit. Yes. It was just like guys um, just like very seventies looking guys that were just like wearing like power armor. Right, and one was a car or a motorcycle, the other one was a jet plane, and one was a submarine. I right, yeah, that. they turn into vehicles. Yes, yes, one for land, one for sea, and one for air. Do you I've think it hurts? I've been about the show in so long. Um, yeah, every time. It's like Wolverine. <laughs> did you... Did, okay, so so those are the shows you got it that, that got you into anime. Like, yes. like as you continued to your your journey, um, your fandom. Like, what are some of your like favorites, or what are some of the ones where you're like, oh, these are these are big influences of me, or ones that have stuck with me? Um, I would say a major major influence for me was, I mean, listen, the when I came to the states, everyone Dragon Ball Z was like the thing. Sure, sure. So that was sort of like my gateway into sort of the American dub, the tsunami, anything that was on tsunami, that was it. That was all I watched. Uh, Rory Kenshin. What was it? What was there at the time? Uh, Inuyasha. Big O. Inuya Do you remember Big O? Yeah, yeah. That was a huge one for me because it felt very like Batman, but like Japanese Batman. It's about this like a handsome. I I don't know why I thought he was handsome. I did remember thinking, oh, what a handsome man. Uh, very Bruce Wayne, <laughs> but handsome. he owned like a giant mech. Okay, mech yeah, warrior. yeah. I was familiar with Big O, and I never watched, but I never watched Big O. Uh, uh huh. Um, but yeah, Cowboy I, Bebop. That was oh another yeah yeah, big yeah. One. that was a, that was a big one for mm -hmm. me. Uh, and. Are you like what like like it, in terms of like stuff you keep up with? Are there any ongoing series or any like you know what uh, uh, any 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 specific creators or anyone that you they try to pay attention to? Um, I like to watch stuff that's been done already, that's sort of mm. finished. I don't I don't watch like Demon Slayer or anything that's popular right, right. now because I 
want it to be over and then I'll get into it. Um, There's also an element I feel like, especially with anime, of like I want it to be worth my time in the end. Yes, like I want it to, to be so completed, and I and I also don't want to be enduring a bunch of filler episodes. Absolutely. You know. Um. Yeah. So in terms of like currently anime that I'm watching, I'm I'm watching Sword Art Online right now. Wow. Because my friend, I was talking to a friend who's also a weeb, who was just like we were talking about the best anime theme songs. And he was like, oh, Sword Art Online, the first season, that's the best theme song. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we'll watch the first episode. And I cannot just watch one episode of an anime. Like, that's, I just sure. gotta watch the whole thing. Yeah. Especially because that specific anime, it's like a whole narrative storyline. So from the first episode, I was hooked. I was like, okay, I gotta watch this whole thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm currently watching. And then I'm also watching, oh boy, dare I say it. Oh, here we go. One Piece. Wow. wow. You're doing I'm it. I'm fully, yeah. It, I was... Very no, no, no for a long time. Now I'm yes. I'm I'm thinking about just finally taking the plunge on One Piece. Have you daunting. not? I, I just have a passing familiarity with it, yeah. but I have not, like, I'm, I beyond that, no, I've not, like, spent much time watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's, fun. This it's is what I've heard. Fun. I'm very new. I'm, this is, I just dipped my little toe Doink. in it. Blink, blink. Uh, and it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun little dip so Pe far. People like the the live action show that's too. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I started watching. Really? Because I want to watch the anime first. They, I think they cover the first 60 or so episodes in the live action one, I believe. Right. Um, so, so like 4% of the <laughs> series. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's really good. Wow. Uh, so yeah, well, I, I want to watch that, finish, and then watch the live action. Uh, so, well, I think, Oscar, you've answered the question that I, that I was going to ask the panel, but I'll ask it now anyway. Uh, what we've been weebin. Mm. Wow, what we've been weebin. And it, and it is, it, it sounds like you had, uh, uh, you know, you'd sort out online, uh, one piece. I did, I am curious uh, about, while well, we're, we're in this world, there was a new, I know you're a big Resident Evil guy and a big yes. horror guy. There was a new Resident Evil animated movie. Did you watch that? Because I, I was not. about to. I yeah. was so close to watching it. Um, but all the Resident Evil media is, um, how do I say this? Um, not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, do I watch this and then just like hate the franchise? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should. I don't know. Because we did, um, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City That's on the right. podcast. That's right. But then on a, uh, separately, with, I guess not separately, but without you, we did <gasps> the the, oh, the first movie. Yes. And it sort of does feel like, it's all a prank. Like there's like the, yeah. like the only good stuff is the games. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of it's all wild stuff. And I I will say that I feel like Welcome to Raccoon City to me was just like such a dirge. I felt pretty joyless. And you watch mm. the Paul W. S. Anderson Resident Evils, and at least those like have a, like a sense of style and fun to them, even right. though they're yeah. kind of trash. You know, yeah. I just right. I think a little bit more more. But that feels so enjoyable. separate from the actual one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And did you see the Netflix? Resident Evil show. No, I heard uh, such bad things the, I didn't want to watch it. I mean, honestly, no disrespect, it's the worst show I've ever seen. Oh my, in my entire life. <laughs> my jaw dropped. Worse than Big Bang Theory. Wow. wow. Worse than Two and a Half Men. Wow. He loves Chuck Lorre, I guess. <laughs> Bazinga. No, I don't. That's how bad Resident <laughs> oh, Evil wow. is. Oh, okay. Yeah, Oscar said Bazinga. It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Matt's currently wearing the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of my favorite shirt. It's my lucky shirt. I love my Bazinga shirt. I want people to know that when I'm wearing my Bazinga shirt, that I like the Big Bang Theory and specifically when Sheldon says Bazinga. 
What do you call Big Bang Theory fans? Um, Big Bang, like, Big Bangers. It's, yeah, so yeah, Big Bangers, BBT heads. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sheldon's Army. Um, <laughs> Galecki's kids. Yeah, the na- <laughs> the nation of Sheldon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a young Sheldon guy. I think it's funnier. Yeah, as Young Sheldon wraps up like his 13th season, it's crazy how <laughs> long it's been going and how old that kid is. I know. Yeah, he ain't young anymore. No, There's he's as not. much like Sheldon as there is Frazier. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> there's like so much. There's a there's an actor that I didn't realize was in Young Sheldon. I'm looking up the IMDb now because I was like, I because I'd never really seen the show. And then I looked it up and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Annie Potts has been in 126 episodes of Young Sheldon. That's no why. You know who else is a regular in Young Sheldon? Wallace Shawn. Wallace, Wallace Shawn? Our, our greatest thespians are like, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting paid. Hey, get, God bless him. Wow. Get, get money, but. Um, he, yeah. was always, he was also in the Clueless TV show. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Was yeah. it, wait, was that in the 90s? That was in the 90s. That so was, that was after the, uh, that was the one Stacey Dash was also in, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, everybody, pretty much everyone except for Alicia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Silverstone, obviously. I, okay. Like Centurions. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah your yeah. close friend, Alicia. <laughs> like Centurions, the Clueless TV shows, and I think I just like completely memory old. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, uh, well, I've got something that I've been weaving. Ooh. What's that, Nick? Which is on Netflix, it's Blue Eye Samurai. <gasps> okay. Um, uh-huh. This is, uh, Hideo Kojima called it the best anime of the year, despite it being Western animated. Um, and, uh, but it is great. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is just a really straight ahead samurai revenge tale. Um, eight one hour episodes, but it's the kind of thing of just like, I'll take all that that you Our got. episodes. Yeah, they're, they're big boys. They're full oh episodes. Really? Yeah, it's, it's paced like prestige TV in terms of like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a long app. What's the premise? So the premise is there is, a, um, there is a, a, an orphan slash, you know, her mom is kind of around but not around uh, a, a, a woman who is played by uh, Maya Erskine. Mm, um, and okay. she is of uh, mixed race at a time in Japan when... The, the the country was like completely closed off. Mm. So she is viewed as uh, she has a, a white father who she does not know and a, a, a Japanese mother, but she is viewed as like, you know, um, like a like a freak, like an abomination because she has blue eyes, which she hides with dark glasses. Anyway, she she has a hider identity and disguises herself as a samurai. Um, everyone thinks, uh, you know, like, like disguise herself as a male samurai um, and goes around and is basically just trying to find her father so that she can kill him for cursing her uh, with her identity. Uh, and so, and then she just fucking wrecks house. She's just a badass samurai. Hell yeah. But it's really great. It's, it's the action sequences look, look really dynamic um, and they're super violent. It is very horny. There are a lot of fucking big swinging hogs and just like, Full on thick tatties worms. are out there. Yeah, there's some thick How worms. How many thick worms, <laughs> my girl? How many? There's some group scenes. It's 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 a very horny. It's a it's a it's a it's a scene with like you know fuck houses and spas and like oh, there's damn. just like a lot of it's it's a very adult show. Um, it's from um, uh, the uh, oh I, I should have the names in front of me. Uh, Michael Green is one of the uh EPs, and okay. it's Michael Green and his wife. Um, and they are Michelle Green. Uh, it's it's not Michelle Green. <laughs> Green. It is uh it is uh Amber Noizumi. 
Um, and then the lead role is uh, Maya Erskine, which I may have sent. And it's just yeah. a fucking incredible performance as mm. Mizu. It's so good. And the other character, there's a character, Ringo, who is a kind of becomes her. That's Apple in Japanese. It is. It is Apple in Japanese, uh, who kind of becomes her like, you know, uh, uh, squire, so to speak. Um, but he like has no hands. So oh. he's like he similarly is like, oh, we're kind of, you know, the same. We have our own. We're, we're viewed as different and, mm. and as other. Uh, but he just is like the most positive dude. And it's just such a fun. It's such a fun performance. Um, so, yeah, the two of them as a duo are, are so charming. But yeah, I, I, I loved it. I think it was a, I think it's a it's a really fucking awesome show. Um, the my only complaint about it is that it has some needle drops and a few of them are a little sweaty. Like it uses a uh, battle without honor humanity, which the, which is like aka the Kill Bill song, and I'm like, uh, man, I feel I, like that was in like the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and like so when I hear mm. that in the show, it just kind of takes me out of it. Yeah, the, for a thing that otherwise is just so aesthetically pristine, but right. but overall, it, an awesome show. I really loved it. Blue Eye Samurai. I'm gonna have to check this out, but I, Matt, you would fucking love this show. It seems like right now, Netflix has the anime. It certainly does. That's the thing. It's just like it's such a fucking owner's corporation. Yeah. But a lot of their, it, if you had gonna have one platform for watching anime, I certainly would not pick Crunchyroll. I would pick no. probably Netflix over this, even though Crunchyroll has a bigger library. It's just such a shitty app. Yeah. You know? I feel like it needs yeah. something else. At least the Netflix app works. Yeah. I hate to see but it. But you hate that Crunchyroll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Crunchyroll's not the little guy. No. They're owned no, by no, Sony. No. Yeah. It's like, come on, get your shit together. Um, yeah, anyway, that's that's uh that's what I've been weaving. Uh should we talk about Suzume? Let's talk about Suzume. Yeah. So Suzume is currently streaming on Crunchyroll, unfortunately, in the US. <laughs> uh it was Oops. released in 2022. <laughs> um I saw this in the theater match. I believe you did it as well. I did, yes. And Oscar, you had not seen this movie. No. Uh it is uh written and directed by Makoto Shinkai, uh, who most famous for Your Name, uh, which is just one of Heather's like favorite movies. In general, yes. Um, your name is great. Your name is a is a terrific movie, and this is one that still the highest grossing anime of all time. I believe so. Mm. I I mean, this one Suzume itself was a was a blockbuster. It, it grossed three hundred twenty three million dollars, making it the fourth highest grossing Japanese film of all time. But Whoa. I think Your Name still has it beat um, by some margin. Um, but Your Name is just is just like a a total masterpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, Suzume, I'd say, just generally, I think is a is a very good movie. I really enjoyed. Um, but maybe not quite at those, doesn't quite have those high heights. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what, what I, I guess let's just talk generally here. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a wild journey. I mean, it is very, it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. And like, I saw it when I saw it in theaters, I saw it with, uh, you know, in the Japanese with the, uh, with the English, uh, subtitles and, do you Watch. typically consume anime with subs, or or are you a dub person? I, more recently, in the in the privacy of my own home, I'll be a uh, behind closed doors. Yeah, behind closed <laughs> doors, I'll be like a dubs mm. guy because sometimes I know that it's a problem with me that I sometimes have a like a hard time focusing if I'm like not fully like hearing what I'm like supposed to like you know what I'm supposed to be hearing or whatever. So like if I have to read, I guess I'm sort of like I'll check out, but I know mm. that like. I'll look at my phone and be like, I'm not listening and ah, I don't understand what they're saying. So right. I don't know what's going on. Mm. So I'm a dubs guy at home, but in the movie, at, the, at a movie theater, phone's away, obviously, because mm -hmm. I'm a good movie theater participant. Of course. Uh, I'll, I'll do, I'll do uh, subs all day. Mm. But uh, I watched the dub to revisit this movie 
And I was saying to Nick earlier, I hadn't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. It felt like seeing it again kind of for the first time because I was just like, it, the movie is wild. Yes. It, it's, I thought that certain things were paced differently in my memory. Something so crazy happens. And I was like, this is like the end of act one, kind of like maybe a third like into the movie. And then text the dick. I was like, that happens immediately. <laughs> it happens so fast. Well, okay. So here's, here's yeah. my, my entry to this movie. I didn't really know anything about it except for the director going in. But I was told uh, by a friend of the show, past get played guest, uh, David Sims. He was like, uh, something happens in this movie uh, 15 minutes in. And it's crazy. And then that's the rest of the movie. So I had that bit of information. I was like, okay, all right, whatever this is. And then when you see it happen, and when I, processing this and knowing its consequence and having that context, I was like, this, man, all right, here we go. <laughs> We're doing this thing, okay. Um, but, uh, but overall, I, 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 really, I really do like this movie. And I think I liked it about the same the second viewing but that yes. would, you know it did, my didn't opinion didn't really change but no but i similar to you there was just a lot there's it, it's so dense and so much is happening that I, a lot of the stuff i was like as i was watching i was like like oh yeah oh yeah then that you know it was like a lot of it was coming back to me mm -hmm. uh what was what was your overall take watching this movie the first time i really enjoyed it i mean i think his work particularly is very sort of heart Mm -hmm. first heart forward you know oh sure um I, it, it looks gorgeous very much like your name weathering with you like they're all beautifully animated i've never seen a chair animation so like splendid in my entire life yeah uh i didn't know a chair could look that beautiful in movement no less um but i i really i really liked it it's a bit bloated there's a bunch of stuff that you're like whoo could this be trimmed down a little bit? Could the details be a little more streamlined? Yes, absolutely. But overall, I really, really love the performance of all of the characters. All the characters mattered in yeah. the movie, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, the, the plot was really, really fun. Really fun movie. Weird as hell. You, you saying the thing about the, the chair, even though it's so fantastical, the way it moves, I was like, well, that's how a chair would three legs would move which is like when <laughs> right. was the last time you thought that yeah. ever I was like, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem unusual <laughs> after you spend a little time with it you're sort of like yeah i guess if this chair was walking around like that yeah. you would that's how he would do it and when the chair is like just on the roller coaster yeah. like trying to catch the cat you're like mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Right, the, chair, right. the chair could do that yeah. <laughs> well well let me ask, let me ask you this oscar because i i know you're a big horror guy mm -hmm. as we discussed the to me, I get some real body horror from this. The mm. idea of my soul being trapped in an inanimate object. Like, to me, that is like a real, like, oh, like, fuck. And I just, it does kind of make me a little bit anxious. And also, like, just like it feels like a miserable experience for the character. Although, obviously, he seems to be processing it, you know, a lot better than I would. Sure. But, like, do you, like, is, I, I don't know, do you, was there, was, is there anything kind of like macabre or horrific you found about this? You or? Know, yeah, sp specifically in that part, I I was like, hmm, did Homeboy watch Get Out? Because, I mean, let's talk about it. Sunken Place, hello. Mm -hmm. The imagery mm -hmm. is literally one for one. Oh, you yeah, know? no, that's a when great point. When he goes into the chair, like the, it just feels very much like, oh, this is the sunken place, you know? Right. And there is that sense of like, ooh, fear and like, oh my gosh, that sense of like, being disconnected from one's body, even if the body is a chair, right? Uh, the sitting down, the coldness of it is 
very horror, but in the horror that's like, not necessarily body horror, but that isolation horror. Okay, sure, that's a better way to put of it, Of like yeah. feeling that sense of loneliness, that sense of like being trapped, the unavoidable. And I even felt that with uh, Suzume when she goes into the door when she's a little girl. Yeah. You know, when she's just trapped oh, yeah. there, you know? Uh, it conveyed so strongly that sense of like, I, I don't know, I think in the theme, the themes of this movie is so cool because it does speak about the self versus the community. Yeah. You know? And there is a lot of, a lot of fear of like feeling like the only one, you know, mm. of feeling so isolated and feeling like, Oh, I can escape my brain, you know, with her and, and her mom. Yeah. The trauma that she had with her mom and like him being physically trapped in a chair. You yeah. Know? Uh, to me, those are the horror elements of that movie. To, to the, the thing that, that, and, and I, I want to follow up on that, but like the, the thing that I that 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 I really li like like about cyberpunk media and that always like kind of like, you know, it, it, I guess it's a it's maybe a broader science fiction thing, but like, and it's a thing that's explored in anime a lot is like the connection between the the mind and the body, and yes. like and like when like what what is your identity when you are separated from your body? Hundred percent. Because I'm just that was a thing like until I started like reading more things and and watching more things that explored these themes that I I always kind of thought of like oh my mind is who I am mm -hmm. and then you realize like no so much of who I am is is identified by my physical form you yes. know and like and like feeling like I inhabit that mm -hmm. and I don't know it's fucking uh, shit fucking it's weird it's that again that sense feel, of yeah. like what is a soul what is a person right. right he's in there like a bunch of like her journey is trying to save him from being trapped in that I mean it is uh, like he is like the the key or whatever uh, the keystone. Uh, but she's trying to save him out of there. And the, even the vocabulary she uses is like, I don't want you to die, right? That sense of like being removed from your body equals death. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so interesting. Again, maybe because I'm watching Sword Art Online, which the premise of that anime is they're inside a video game, but they're trapped in that video game and can't go back into their bodies mm. until they beat the game. And if they die in the game, they die in real life. So that idea of like, who am I? Am I a person in this universe, in the matrix, right? Oh my God, big picture here, y'all. Okay, you ready? <laughs> if this is in fact a simulation, cook. who are we, Yeah. right? Yeah. Are we this brain that's uh, traveling this weird simulation or are we whatever weird, cold, physical shell we yeah. inhabit outside of the matrix? Oh my gosh, sorry, excuse me. No, we'll no, be right too deep. I got too deep, sorry. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, so what you were talking about earlier about the sense of, of, about, you know, the individual and community. And I, apparently Shinkai, a big part, like, like part of his influence for this was just seeing, uh, you know, a lot of uh, abandoned and blighted, mm -hmm. like, set, like parts of the, uh, of the country of mm -hmm. Japan. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a very Miyazaki thing of just like talking about like economic, very you know, uh, ruination and then using that as like a way into some sort of fantasy sort of uh, a story that kind of explores that the forgotten um, world yeah know? exactly yeah. yeah 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 so uh, yeah i i think there's definitely something there but yeah let's uh let's let's talk through the movie a little bit unless you have any thoughts general thoughts i mean when i saw it i was like this is like one of the best movies i've ever seen i was like this movie rocks <laughs> it's, just, it's just good i just like it's just uh like i don't know i feel like um what i've what I, 
do watching anime for this show and like watching some of the as we're talking about these themes, like we just watched Ghost in the Shell mm. for the first. I I watched it for the first time mm. for this show, and we talked about it, uh, you know, a couple months back, probably now at this point. But the concepts in that movie are, you know, I guess not foreign to like, uh, you know, it's a lot of it pulls from Neuromancer, like you were saying, mm-hmm. or like, and Neuromancer was first. But like some of the concepts in anime are so um, heady to me that I'm just like. That we don't have stuff like this in the West. Like, like to me, like there's like stuff. Hey, you know, like uh, one of the big ones when I was a kid was like Chicken Run. I was like, these chickens got to get out of this fucking farm. Yeah, that's the story of this yeah. fucking movie. In this fucking movie, he becomes a chair and has to like save like the world. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it, it's like it's just so much crazier. The stakes are always so much higher in anime movies, and I just think it's so cool and interesting. And uh, I just it, and it comes like I don't know. You hear about how like Godzilla like came to be because of uh fucking uh you know us dropping the atomic bomb and stuff and like they really use that stuff to like influence their work and I just think it's so interesting and we're just sort of like yeah what if they like I don't know what if a chicken could run what if a chicken could run and it's not even us they're yeah. British yeah. it's not even America. it's not even us no they the, the we we got nothing over here. America has no <laughs> culture. <laughs> no, minions, that's culture. Minions, there you oh, go. yeah. Oh, that's their French. They're go. French. Fuck. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, no, that's so embarrassing. We got nothing. Wait, we must have something. Trolls? I was going to say centurions, but apparently that's from Japan. So. I know. We have no culture. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. We got nothing. But to your point, Matt, I yeah. do think that this is so interesting as ja- like as a Japanese people. And to, to your point, Weiger, like, this idea of the forgotten realms, forgotten lands. I mean, like, let's talk about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Like, yeah. Those places were bombed. They're forgotten about. One of my, one of my, not favorite, but like most powerful pieces of media is uh, Barefoot Gen. Have you mm. seen that? Mm-mm. It's an anime from the 70s about uh, a kid surviving the uh, Hiroshima bomb. Um, and it is graphic. Oh, God. In a, it, it's, it's, it's really impactful. But this idea of like the collective trauma of the Japanese people. Yes. You know? And also this idea to me, the weirdest part was how normalized all of the earthquake uh, notifications that they got. Yeah. How like no one really, they like got it, their phone notifications and no one like reacted in any major way. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that is, that's, tra- that's trauma. Yeah. That's really so bizarre to me. Yeah, and and I mean, obviously, this and this movie is anchored by an actual, you know, a, 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 you know, natural disaster and, and traumatic national uh, mm-hmm. national event, which we'll get to. Um, so, Suzume, we open. There's a there's a girl walking through a field in a ruined land. She's calling for her mom's very young girl. It's the it's the green apocalypse. That yeah. I feel like we're we've seen a lot by by now. Um, but you know, these these gorgeous vistas, these wind blown flowers. And then an ethereal maternal figure sort of appears, uh, which leads into Suzume um, at her current age, her age for the film, 17, uh, waking up from a dream saying, Mom, let me, let me just say this. Suzume's town just looks idyllic. 
I, don't I do live kind that of, little hillside town. Hey, look, yeah. you call it an apocalypse. That's an idyllic. I was like, I, I'd live there. Well, that no, no, good the, to me. The ruined town in her <laughs> dream is a, is the green apocalypse. When she yeah. wakes up and she's in that actual town and she's riding her bike down that hill, I'm it's like, just, maybe that's how plane. bad the world is yeah. now that I'm like, I'll take this fucking green ruined town. <laughs> this is pretty. It's, it's, it's green. The it's last green of us world. Least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I can handle a clicker. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 premise you're talking about, Sword Art Online, of like, if you die in the video game, you die in real life. Just the way I play video games with so much trial and error, I just if I was in that premise, I would die immediately. immediately. <laughs> yeah, so quick. Yeah, Mario World One, Level One. I'm fucking yeah, dead. That Goomba got you. Yeah, the first one. Can <laughs> <laughs> get another shot at this? Okay, well there you go. Lower me into the earth. Um, Send me straight to hell, dog. <laughs> so Suzume is eating breakfast. Uh, her the a maternal figure who we learned her her aunt is mm-hmm. telling her that she'll be home that she's going to be home late. Uh, she rides her bike downhill to school and uh, heads straight long into this hunk. Um, this hunk's this long haired hunk is approaching. She's like beautiful, and he's asking about ruins and he's looking for a door. Mm-hmm, right. uh, pretty ambiguously. This leads Suzume to a railroad crossing. Her friend is like, hey, you're, what happened? Were you out in the sun? Because she's flushing. Um, she's, you know, kind of flustered by this hunk. And she decides to turn around and head back. Uh, and she goes to what she knows as the ruins, which are like an abandoned uh, stretch of town. One thing I, 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 just about this movie, watching it again, and just like about like Shinkai in general, is like the, the backgrounds are just so, so oh, pristine. Mm-hmm. It's just such Beautiful. incredible artistry. Yeah. Just, just looking at individual frames, it's like, look at this fucking thing. Yep. Look what's going on here. Abs- even absent the motion, just the background itself. Is just, mm-hmm. they're, so, they're so pretty. Uh, she gets to a door in the center of a big flooded arena. And then we start getting into this dream world stuff where she opens it. There's a passage into this, this lavender dream uh, that kind of like, you know, is like what the, the dream she was experiencing earlier. She, she steps through it, but doesn't go anywhere. Just steps to the other side. I, I, I love that. Um, and then finds a cat totem on the ground that turns into a living cat. Uh, and knowing Matt, this is where you, you said, let's go. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let him cook. I wish this was real. I wish, I wish Susan May would happen real. to me. <laughs> I wish this was real. But also, like, we learn the cat's kind of fun. <laughs> he's kind of fun. He's kind, he's of, kind of a bastard. good, but he's also kind of fun. Yeah, like all cats. You know, True. They're, they can be they're fun, mm. but they are also rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so all this is happening. All this this crazy chaos is happening. Suzume is back at school. She's with her classmates. Uh, they're asking about the. She's asking about the ruins. It's the old bathhouse district. We learn, and then we start to get her seeing a fire that only she can see. She's like, "Is that is that a fire out there?" I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And but she's she can see it clearly. Um, and at the same time, this is corresponding with push notifications for an earthquake that everyone's getting. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's ducking under a desk. No. No one's running. It's just so, like, matter of fact. And I, this has to be said. We're still sub 10 minutes into this movie. Still. Yeah, it's, it's really just, moving. It, it, like, it's really just, packed in They're there. just moving. Mm-hmm. They're going through it. No, yeah. We're, get, we're getting a lot of, <laughs> a lot of information very, very quickly. <laughs> 
I have you ever been in a situation like you've ever been in like a crowded space and then everyone's getting the same push notification? It's kind of weird when that happens. I, I'm remembering that from being on the train, but I couldn't remember what it was. I think it was like an amber alert. It wasn't like a natural disaster, but I can't imagine that sense of being in a crowded place place and everyone being like, oh shit, there's gonna be a fucking earthquake. Uh, yeah, I, I've never experienced that. I don't think so. The closest thing I could think of was being in the UCB Sunset Intersanctum when we found out that Donald Trump was going to be the president. Oh Lord, uh, <laughs> you were there? Yeah. Oh my And I had to gosh. work for like four more hours after that. Oh Wait, was this gosh. like an election night show or something? They had, yeah. they had election night shows all night, and then the show after it had been announced uh, was like one of the, like we should have just like stopped but it also felt like um, it it felt like uh, on Saturday Night Live when they had like Hillary Clinton like playing the piano, like uh, like type of like sort of weird, like performative, like uh, like it's fine. It's going to be fine. Sort of. It was like it was very strange, very weird time to be there. But like people like coming to a comedy theater to see a comedy show and like crying. And yeah. I was like, this is a very wild. It was very, very sad and very it was a very tough time to be there. I was working on a Comedy Central show called At Midnight at the time, yeah. and we were doing a live election night show, which means that we were on at 9 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. So it would be, uh, you know, wait, was it, is my math right? Or was it, was it, no, it was midnight our time, and then it was, oh, fuck, I, I'm, the time zones are fucking me up. It was 9 p.m. Pacific, right? That's midnight on the East Coast? Yes. Yes. We were on at 9 p.m. Pacific, so like it was like a later, we'd normally tape in the afternoon and then, and then air it tape delayed, but we were airing it actually live. But it was a sort of thing of just like we'd planned this whole goofy election night special and like we had like a Mountie there in case anyone was going to want to move to Canada. Yeah. And like none of the audience was just like not having any of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people were just upset. And then we'd have like regular breaks. We're like, all right, let's see that. Let's go to the election map and check it out. And yeah. then shows like an Ohio would be red. And everyone's just like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're like upset. I just remember people doing like sweep edits during an improv show. But like in that, what if you don't know what that is, if you're a listener that doesn't teach that him is, that is blessed to not know what a sweep yeah. edit is. Yeah. Uh, it's where uh, an improviser from the back line, not in the scene, will run in front of the scene to indicate that it has ended. But that night, nobody was running. They were just sort of like sulking past improv scenes. And I was like, mm. the vibe is bad. We should just all go home, I, I think. I think we improv was, we don't have to do improv. Yeah. Nobody ever has to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a weird thing to I mean, think about. about collective trauma. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, truly. Yes, that, absolutely. Yes, really. <laughs> Man, the anime about improv would absolutely <laughs> slap. Honestly, what? there's so many sports anime. <laughs> yeah, true. The Herald Knight uh, anime. LOL. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, anyway, so we the push notifications for an earthquake all happen. Everyone's just kind of brushing them off, but they are, you know, whatever. The, the, and then the fire turns into this, this thick worm, this giant serpentine figure shooting out into the sky. Suzume is chasing it out over to the ruins. It's How coming... many steps has Suzume taken in this movie? She, I mean, she's getting them in. I mean, I have never seen someone trek so hard yeah. in any movie ever. Could do a like triathlon too. Like some of it's by bike as well. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if she's adept at some other. Sort she's of an athlete. Yeah. yeah, she's getting around for sure because yeah. she has to rush all the way the fuck back there. Um, the uh, this this red force, this worm is coming out of a. Uh, it was coming out of, of the door, uh, the door that she found earlier. And um, 
she rushes in. She helps the hunk close the door. He says a, he says a cool prayer, and then we isolate on some sort of key or charm on his necklace. Right. It was a very important MacGuffin. I was like, and, okay, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I want to see the spinoff. <laughs> it just Donald and Goofy are there. It's like kind of the only thing that's different. I want to see Susan May in a Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we got to shut this door with the light of my keyblade. <laughs> shut up, Sora. <laughs> um, all right, the door gets locked, and then we get our title card, and we get our do, 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 do song, yeah. which plays throughout. Nice little theme there. And yeah, we're in the, it. The movie starts then. And then it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like sweating, exhausted for her. You're like, oh my gosh. Wait, what? <laughs> Opening credits? <laughs> so it's a very Insane. fast and kinetic sort of cold, extended cold open. All right. So then we're back. Uh, we're on the other side of this, this title card, and we're back in that same scene. And the hunk is asking Suzume about the keystone, uh, explains that the place is a gate, and the worm comes through there. These are like capital letters in the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget everything you saw here and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, is the is the message, and he has, but his arm is cut, and she's like, we gotta, "Come on, man, we gotta take care of this." Yeah. So she takes him home to go bandage it. Her mom was a nurse. He goes into a playroom, a playroom where he's going to get bandaged up, um, and he sees a three legged child's chair, which is going to be very important in this movie, mm-hmm. as we'll, we'll soon learn. Things I love in just the craft of this are just like little animations, like her te- slowly and tenderly applying a bandage. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know that the, you don't need to have this much detail, but mm-hmm. I like, I appreciate seeing it. It is always pretty nice. Like in, in something else too, where we would see maybe like, you know, plucking the strings of a guitar or something, or like preparing a sandwich when it's like, so like, uh, carefully crafted. It's always yes. like they didn't have to do that, but it looks great. No, you can always you can only budget so much of your labor for whatever, but yeah. just have it to be like, oh, we want to have it we, not just for our big action set pieces, for our small things too. We want to have those yeah. have the same amount of care. It's that thing you were talking about, um, in video games mm-hmm. when attention to detail sort of indicates how much indi- how much um attention to detail is there, and that typically indicates a higher quality of the work overall. Right, mm. just because they yeah. had more time or they had more budget or more creative <laughs> leeway to be able to, like, you know, pay attention to it holistically. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, as this is happening, uh, the a tiny cat, a little cat appears in the window. Cute guy. She's feeding this little cat. Then the cat starts speaking. <laughs> tells Sota, who's the hunk character, uh, you're in the way. And then he just pops out of existence. Um, the timestamp I have here is 16 minutes and 49 <laughs> oh, seconds. Wow. And our dude's a chair. He's a fuck. <laughs> the hunk's a chair. I repeat, the hunk in. is a chair. <laughs> He's a chair. And guess what? He's a chair for the rest of it. <laughs> That's it. He's for a chair. almost all of the rest of it. He's a chair I for the rest of the movie. I know you think like, oh, he's going to pop back up or whatever. Yeah. No, he's a chair the he's whole time. He's a chair the whole time. And they... He's a cute three-legged yellow chair. Yes. Yeah. And it, it should be said. The chair is cute. The, 
The chair is Very cute. Very cute. It's it's a, it's a pretty remarkable design that it's just it is just a simple wood chair, but there are the pointedly two carvings in it that look like eyes, yeah. which we learned that the mother did later. Um, so like it has like a little bit of a face to it, and then just it having three legs. Like I, I don't know, it's it's some of the most amazing character animation I've seen. It's just the way this the motion of this chair. Would it be? as cute if it were a four-legged chair i don't think so there's mm. uh, there's absolutely no way yeah it's there's because like it, a four-legged chair i don't i don't think a four-legged chair could move in a, as cute of a way i think no i think you're right i don't they want to move as cute and i also think it c- couldn't move in as as many different ways yeah this thing's moving right. in all sorts of different because he's also fashions. he's also kind of fast He's fast as Very shit. Fast. <laughs> like, Sonic would be jealous. He fucking books it. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes he's turning corners or something. Yeah. He like can he can drift on the three on the three legs. True. Not um, on not on four. I can't wait for the Mario Kart DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Put the chair in the fucking game. <laughs> it, it's just like kind of what we were talking about earlier, and specifically with animation, because I think there there are there did you know to there are a lot of really you know creative films of all sorts of different mm-hmm. types in 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 the, the western world but like animation is seen as generally viewed as something that's for kids yeah uh, right. certainly feature animation and especially in the states and here you're like yeah this is a, this is something for families this is something for all ages but i just watch a movie like this and i just think of it being noted to death by like fucking western studio oh execs God, and like all the things they would say you can't do and all of those things would just like completely remove any sort of um, yeah. specialness from it um, and yeah, I don't think they would be like you can just turn this guy into a chair, and then he just is a chair. Could yep. he have a could he have a human face if he's still a, he can be a chair, but can right. he have like a human face? Yeah, can he have eyes and like a mouth. It, it is that <laughs> shit, and it's also just like structural stuff. Of yeah. just like you know this 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 does not adhere to like a traditional three act structure. It kind of goes all over the place. No, and does because its own we're thing. In, we're introduced to this portal mm-hmm. door, giant worms, earthquake punk and then chair and then cat talking cat so you're just like what the hell is going on yeah and it's what 15 16 minutes 16 49 is when the the dude becomes chair what (laughs) he's fucking chair pilled he's full-on chair gone full chair uh the chair okay so then we have this dazzling sequence where the chair is chasing after the cat and suzume is chasing after them both just great chase sequences in this movie i'm fucking amazing looking is this where no there's a part in the movie i think where there's the coolest jazz music ever of all time. Is that, that must be later. I think that scoring is later, yeah, but I, I know what you're talking but about. It God, might be here. It's so cool. It is really, it is really, really awesome. Uh, so every, so here, Contra the Worm, everyone can see the cat in the walking chair. So pretty yes. quickly she realized this, this is going to be a problem because mm-hmm. we can't be having these fantastical things happening in, in, in full sight of everyone. She chases them onto a ferry. They ride the ferry into the night, and she calls her aunt to say she won't be home. And we learned that the cat has placed a curse on Sota, and she reveals that she removed a relic. The relic was the statue of the cat, which was a keystone. More mm-hmm. deep, more information here. Um, which then became the real life cat, and then cursed uh, Sota as a result because someone has to be the keystone. They're like, "You'll be the fucking keystone. You'll be, you'll be the chair." He says that again in chair form. He he is a closer. His job is to is a, another thing that's all caps um, or just capitalized in the subtitles. He's a closer. Uh, he is like Kira Sedgwick, and his job is to close doors <laughs> so worms don't emerge into our world. Is that what Kira Sedgwick does in the I closer? Think, I think she's the closer. I think she has doors. To, yeah, yeah. It's 
it's you. I think that show is. Is that what the closer's about? That's her move. Yeah. I think it's a legal drama, but I think part of it is that she also has to close these doors. Yeah. So that these big red fucking honker worms don't come in and destroy stuff. Yeah. It's the same universe. Yeah. Suzume. Also, how do you get this job, though? As a closer? Yeah. It seems like it's some sort it's of like, imbued like, to you. It's a familial yeah. lineage, okay. right? Oh, that's right. Like yes. her, his grandpa also did it. Yes. That's right. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, anyway, uh, Suzume has another dream. She's in the snow, finds a door. Uh, she wakes up on the ferry. Great morn- morning lighting through here, I wrote uh, in my notes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, Suzume is carrying chair sota so that he chair honk. Uh, because he doesn't it, like he's having the, he's in this dream state and he doesn't know how to wake out uh, wake up and he doesn't really even realize he was asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also sees that people have been u- Instagram posting about this cute cat. This is one of those things where I, I oftentimes social media as a plot device is so sweaty, but I feel like this movie does it well. It's mm-hmm. like this movie and like you know the the Adam Sandler basketball movie. Where what what the fuck was that called? Um. Hustle, hustle, yeah, hustle. I really, but hustle. I thought like used it pretty well, but a lot of times when it feels like really, I'm just, yeah. I'm always like a little bit okay when it comes up. But I actually, yeah. I think it, I think it's effective here. All the, all the phone stuff in this movie is actually pretty good, and the phones look great. The phones look phones really look good. I feel like, yeah, like you said, like anytime I see like a, you know, texting represented on screen or whatever, where you see the two bubbles on screen, that sort of always yeah. takes me out of it a little yeah. bit. Or like when you hear texting in a way that it's not how it usually is Mm -hmm. sort of like kind of takes me out of it too but like all the phone stuff in here i really like yeah i think it's a cool device too especially when she's realizing how far from home she is yeah and she like looks at the at the map and you know it is her journey literal journey especially with her relation with her aunt like trying to separate from that relationship yeah trying to figure herself out outside of her aunt sort of like seemingly maybe overbearing nature or yes, protective right. nature um it's a cool story and and it shows really well in through her phone there's also just something and i think this this to me came up watching david fincher's the killer of just like he has not been making this it's like the first film he's made that has had a phone in it and a mm, smartphone in it interesting. And, and it feels like it's like he well no I get Gone Girl had phones in it but it's like like a modern smartphone and right. like a representation of yeah. it and it's like it's kind of like if you're making something modern now you just cannot avoid depicting it like yeah. it feels artificial to not have a phone in it mm-hmm. yeah but it's like that's but that, you that don't want to see that so like how do you present that in an interesting way because you, you want know? the work to be timeless too and like yeah. that stuff ages um, that's true slower now because all iPhones kind of look the same have and have for like the last you know few generations or whatever but like well what if they use an Android well if you use an Android then you're great like, point it's you know the movie might catch on fire while you're watching it <laughs> <laughs> but like the jump from the, that 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 couple of years when flip phones were still kicking and iPhones were still kind of new yeah that was like it was a risky move to put a phone in because you, sure. you weren't sure which one was going to stick around. Also, I read somewhere, this might be totally not true, but I read somewhere that most, like Apple will only allow good guys yes. to use an iPhone. Like villains are not allowed to use iPhones. Wow. Yeah, this was a big um, talking point around the time uh, the final season of Succession was on the air because ah. certain characters had iPhones and certain characters had Android. I see. Very annoying 
uh, discourse. Oh, gosh, that group chat. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, why don't we just watch the show? Maybe, this, maybe if the show's good, we don't have to talk about what phones they're using. But again, yeah. phones can be distracting, Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, so she's so people are posting about the cat, also posting about the chair, and she's like, Sote, you can't be walking in public as a fucking chair because you're going to get fucking crammed. Um, so now she's walking up a country road. <clears throat> Take me home. And there's... <laughs> She's she's trying to get home. <laughs> and a scooter rides by with crates of oranges. And now we're kind of like in an episodic section of the movie where we're just sort of like she goes to a different area. She meets somebody. She spends some time with them. She ta- she closes a door and then she moves to a new section of time. Um, but like the, a, a new section of the country. So this is Chica that she meets by by a quick thinking Sota saving rescuing uh, the spilled oranges from the scooter. Uh, Chica gives him a ride, them a ride to the gate. Love this character. Oh, I love Chica. So cool. uh, and uh, they go to an abandoned school. There's a gate inside. Just shit, just looks fucking great. All the the effects and lighting of didn't the... this give off like RPG vibes a little bit. Like, yeah, it felt very quest. RPG. Yes, yeah. like. A quest of like closing door. I could see this as a video game. Yeah, new town, and then I've got like, oh, I've got my, my little mini game. I got to do for a little bit. I got to manage right. the cafe or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Suzume retrieves the key. Suta has her imagine all the emotion that once existed in this space, and that's the the effect. That's the internal uh, reality that makes the keyhole appear. Uh, and then he can say the prayer, and then he inserts the key, and then everything is saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cat's there, and the cat's like, hey, you're amazing, Suzume, and another gate's gonna open. You're like, what's going on with this cat? Anyway, they get... Uh, there's there's so much going on here, but Suzume is texting her aunt from Chika's family's inn, because Chika lives there, or Chika's like, this is what my family does, and then just some great eating here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good there's animated food movie. There's nothing better than animated food. Yeah. Animated food is the most delicious thing on this planet. Yeah, 100%. It's such a promise because you'll never have it. So you don't know if it's good, but it always looks so good. It looks so fucking good. (laughs) There's nothing like an animated ham. Oh, my man. Truly. (laughs) Nothing better than a good old piece of ham. A fucking... uh, The Ponyo thing. Ponyo loves ham. uh, (laughs) I I guess I'm... Call me Ponyo. I love love ham. Uh, The... 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 How did... um, What is it called? How the Grinch Stole Christmas, that roast beast at the end, that looks good as hell. Yeah. That's American. That is American, yeah. isn't it? That's American ours. culture. Oh, great. We came up with the Grinch. He ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, great, greatly in the eating sequence here, Suzume is telling Chica about her aunt. I feel like I've stolen her most precious years. You know, she's 40. She's my guardian. She's like, ah, oh, you sound like an ex-boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, she reveals the chair was a memento of her mother's. So there's some, some emotional importance to this particular uh, item that mm. Suta is now embodying. Another thing we talk the the food is great, but I also just like watching chores. Like yeah. I like just watching like, hey, we're just going to clean this bathhouse. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, I'll give me take all this that you got. It is. It does have that sort of like when people say like. It's oddly satisfying. Like when you watch something get clean, you're like, ooh, this is oddly satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that kind of. 100%. Uh, all right, where are we? So we're at the, uh, we, we have this whole sequence here. Um, she's texting back and forth with her aunt, as I mentioned. And uh, Chica says that the la- there was a landslide up where the school was and that area was abandoned. Mm. So it's another, you know, part of the, the country that's just been like kind of left behind. Uh, the next morning, Sota won't wake up. 
So Suta is just like in some sort of inert yeah. state as a as a chair, and she's like, "What, yeah. get the, what, what the fuck's going on here?" Because she tries to kiss him. She, uh, yeah, she does eventually try to kiss him. Wait, does she try to kiss him here? or Is it later? I think it's this. She oh, she, she tells goes her, in for a she kiss, goes in for a kiss, and he's like, "What?" He what wakes up. Doing? That's what it is. And she's yeah. like, "Eep!" I almost kissed a chair, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cat video. Yeah, there's a cat climbing. That the 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 uh, uh, cat is that we've met earlier. The cute cat is crossing the top like a suspension bridge, and yes. it's like an, an internet sensation. And it's on the fucking news. Um, she's showing the cat video to Sota, and Sota's like, "Gods follow their own whims." This cat's a god. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is the thing about mm-hmm. this cat, this god cat. If I was a god and I was in a, a cat's body, I'd be trying to. Keep a low profile. This motherfucker's on the news. He loves the yeah. limelight. Yeah. <laughs> but he's had probably like a lonely few millennia just that's like trapped true. in a fucking statue, yeah. you know? Oh, that's cat. This cat's gonna cat. It's just that's yeah. true. It's, he's being so cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The brand is cat, yeah. and he's living up to the brand. Oh, he's serving cat right yeah. now. <laughs> so Chica sends her on her way to her next stop in her journey. She's trying to hitch a ride to Kobe, uh, which I think is where the next, you know, the door is going to be, the next gate they have to shut. And she's at a rainy bus stop, and finally a car appears and gives her a lift. It's a mom with two kids in car seats who are oh, fascinated by the chair. These kids are so cute. Oh, really sweet. And yeah, this is the the next stop in our in our RPG journey. Is yeah. <laughs> uh, they just go to an actual fucking McDonald's? It's just <laughs> yeah. a McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> Can I say I, I I rewatched this movie yesterday and I finished it and I went to McDonald's. <gasps> oh, you you did? Did? Oh, I got a fillet of fish. That's that like rocks. I can't do it. I can't not do it. That's so good. What did you get? A uh, fillet of fish. You no. sicko. You no, <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> Trump's, Why your zags? Well, everyone zigs, exactly. baby. Yeah, I Come on. I, I can't abide by the the fish delight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've said that I've said yeah. this a hundred times on podcasts, but Trump's it's Trump's favorite menu item at McDonald's, yeah. and he calls it the fish delight. It's. So funny. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, it, it does sound it, disgusting. Is it good? I don't I like never the had it. it actually is good. Maybe I'll get one. It's disgusting. Yeah, maybe I'll get one too. <laughs> it's, Let's go it's, skip to McDonald's after this. <laughs> when you think Only about what skip. you're eating, that you're eating like a like a very poor quality like fish <laughs> like sandwich that also has American cheese on it, you feel a little mm, bit disgusted yeah. with yourself, but it does actually taste pretty Look, good. I eat the rest of the food there. It yeah. can't be that. No, much yeah, yeah worse. I mean, come on. Is it much worse than the other crap we've been eating? Yeah, I love the nuggets. I think the nuggets are some of my favorite food. Yeah, God, nuggets are so good. Anyway, <laughs> so it's not chicken, but no, yeah, the nuggets good. are cool. <laughs> the kids are very suspicious of the chair. They're testing it. Uh, just great facial animation on these oh, kids. Gosh, They're so kid. cute. Uh, and the mom points out there's an abandoned amusement park nearby, mm-hmm. but Suzume has to basically babysit the kids while the mom works. Uh, the really cute montage of her just being completely overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, Suta, I, I love when he when he springs to the rescue and it's just like being like a fucking chair, and the kids are just like fascinated by yeah. it. Think it's like a smart device. Yeah, that was, but it's that really was cute. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> really What's cute. The weather. Cover. What are the stocks? I'm like these kids. What? <laughs> Who are these kids? <laughs> Little young Sheldon ass yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Minoru is meanwhile at her work. She's this is the this is uh, oh no I'm sorry Minoru is the coworker. The aunt is at the um uh is at the work uh, and she is like stressed out trying to uh find her find her uh, her charge uh, her daughter 
Um, and uh, the Minoru, the friend, suggests she trash track her bank account, and that leads her to find Suzume and Kobe, where we see that the kids' living quarters is up, upstairs from the mom's job, which is a karaoke bar. Yeah. She goes down, and mom is working at this karaoke bar. Let me tell you this. Mom's looking good. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah, maybe she's not. More like mommy. <laughs> More like mother, okay? Because she's mothering. She's mothering. It's giving mother, okay? She said, this is my karaoke bar. What song you want? Yeah. You want a duet? Let's go. So, and everyone is so cutely drunk. That's the yeah, thing. It's like it's no one's an asshole. No. Everyone is so cute. You know, you have an old couple and the old man is like, hey, you want to sing a duet to Susan May and... The woman is like, you like him young, hon. It's like harmless. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like. Everyone's kind of having just a little yeah, bit of just, fun. Yeah. It's a good old time. A tipsy night. Yeah. It, it may be one, a neighborhood haunt. It's I just know. like, oh, it's just like a place where people like hang out and they yeah. all know each other and yeah. they're having fun. Man, this movie made you go to McDonald's. You want a bar that you can go to now? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Asking too much. <laughs> so she gets, so hey, her side quest here is that she has to help out at this karaoke bar. And so much of this movie is just her being overwhelmed by like, having adult responsibilities right. and we're getting that there yeah um but also what happens in this bar and when she's she's having to do the dishes and everything is that the cat fucking shows up and the cat's a little karaoke celebrity um she <laughs> runs out cat. to find him Doesn't surprise me yeah i know <laughs> anyway she runs out to find the cat because the cat sprints in the street and just a nice little bit of filmmaking is the camera tries to like keep up with them and like find them yeah yes. the lens is kind of disoriented uh, Suta runs outside as the chair and there's another warm storm in the distance. So this is like the kind of thing of just like, look, I like all this shit. I think this movie is great. To your point earlier, it does kind of, the bloat is that it kind of is treading the same ground in the same sort of way. We're kind of getting, getting double and triple beats of the same thing. Yeah. Go to an area, there's a door to close. Holy shit, we gotta get up there. Oh, we just close it just in time. And that's, that's why it feels like a video game. To me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Very episodic. More mm -hmm. like one of my heralds. You're like, <laughs> uh, we saw that one. We saw that beat already. Got something else? God, Matt. <laughs> Three people listening just chuckled. Yeah. And it's exactly three. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you're right. All right. So the cat is Daijin. I haven't said the name yet. Maybe we haven't learned the name yet, but cat uh, Daijin, they're at this abandoned amusement park. Cat's at the top of the Ferris wheel. Amazing looking shit as the as Sota as a chair is chasing off the cat, chasing after the cat on a roller on a decommissioned roller coaster, yes. just running on the track. Yes, as a point where Suta leaps from one section of the track onto the other one to tackle the this cat. This is iconic. It looks so. It truly, cool. is, it truly is giving Sonic the Hedgehog mm -hmm. going through like it's for sure it's one of my favorite like action scenes. That's the thing about this movie is I, I feel like it's just like. Just as a thing to look at. Yes. Even if it, the story doesn't connect with you, it's worth watching just for that, mm -hmm. from that standpoint. Um, you will never see a chair tackle a cat. No. The way that chair tackled that cat. If you had told me <laughs> that it was a possibility before seeing this movie, I'd be like, you're lying <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> you and then never 16 think. minutes in, I'd be like, I guess it's probably going to happen. <laughs> There were moments where I was watching this and I'm like, what exactly am I watching? <laughs> yes, like, for sure. <laughs> uh, so I need to beat by beat this whole action sequence. It was a really cool sequence. And the information that we learn from this as this gate is closed is that what Suzume was looking at, she gets transfixed by looking through the gate on, which is part of a Ferris wheel carriage. Yeah. And she's looking at the Ferris wheel carriage and she like, 
it almost steps out of the fair other side of the the carriage because she thinks that she's in this different space. What it is is the ever after. This is where mm-hmm. all souls go to rest, and that's where she uh, perhaps thought she was seeing this paternal figure earlier in the movie. Susan May goes back to the karaoke bar. The mom's still looking good. Um, <laughs> get some more anime food as they're eating fried udon. Oh, Maybe yes. one fried udon with mashed with, potatoes with, on with top, with potato salad on top, potato yeah. salad. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that before. Never but seen it, looked, it, it looked good. They, mm-hmm. uh, the characters in the movie had never seen it before. Yeah. Like you put potato True. salad on top? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I guess potato starch. salad's good already. And if you put it on something that's also good, it's probably good too. True. Mm. That's science. <laughs> uh, the transitive property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> math. Uh, so this is us where Suzume brings uh, Sota, the chair guy, over to and to have him join the party. And in a thing that is to me, it makes me go, oh my, she sits on him. <gasps> yes. yes. Very like. That's big. That's yeah. a big deal. That's, I mean, because it's just sort of then makes you think about like the anatomy of the chair. Like what is, like, what is going on exactly? Where is she sitting? Yes. Is that his lap? Yeah. Is that his face? Well, and it, But he also no, we is know like where flustered his face by is. it. Yeah, we know where his face well, is. Well, yeah, it's the back of the chair. Right? No, it's at the top of his, of the chair. But the top, well, the the the, well, the I, I consider this part the back. Oh, okay, I consider it the top. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is it the back or is it the top? Sound off in the comments. Yeah, ba- hashtag know. back or top. <laughs> um, suited anyway. It's it's like it's like a weirdly like kind of sexually charged moment mm-hmm. like it's like very like it's a it's a it's and he's like clearly flustered by it uh sota discloses that he's a university student in tokyo and that his he, he's part of his family is being closers and he's like most important jobs people shouldn't see um mm-hmm. and it's in this section that we see his subconscious for the first time and yeah we're seeing the sunken place mm-hmm. sort of imagery of just like he is drifting further and further his, now we're seeing his human form he's drifting further and further from the surface, which is occupied by the chair, and then is it's getting colder, dimmer. Um, he's on a Death Stranding beach, and he's turning crystalline. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, Princess and, Beach. Exactly. And then Su- and then Suzume ro- rouses him from his slumber, uh, and we learn that there's more Daijin, more cat on social media. So then we have this whole section where we get the where we take the bullet train. I gotta have, hop on that bullet train. Yeah. I knew that then you. This was like your fucking thing too, because you're such you're so you're so train coded that you're just like you train love you, love, you. you love the train so much, and <laughs> it's just it's it's pretty exciting for you. I bet to see a nice train. That train looks. Have you been on a bullet train before? No. It's have great. you? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, you, you were just in Japan. I mean, earlier this year. Yes. Yes. What did in, you? Where did you ride the bullet train from? Uh, Tokyo to Kyoto. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Fuck. And so easy to do. It's so great. Fuck. I got it. Yeah, and you do you go through Mount Fuji and you do see Mount Fuji. It's which really is cool. which happens in the movie. Yeah. She's like, oh, we missed Mount Fuji. He was really upset about it. Yeah. I thought that detail was so cool. It was yeah. it's inconsequential to the plot of the movie, but yeah. you get a sense of Suzume and you're like, oh, I like it. I do like in movies like this where the locations are like real and like it's based in a sort of reality, mm-hmm. but there are fantastical elements where like 
something like that can still happen. Like I that know. there is still yeah. like, oh, this train goes through it. That's cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, we missed it. That's, that's great. Yeah, why didn't you that. tell me, chair? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, chair. <laughs> so she gets to Tokyo. She goes on this long journey and she goes to, uh, Sota has her go to a drugstore, which is on the ground level of his apartment building and get a key to the apartment. Um, this apartment's filled with uh, <gasps> Wait, books. Also, the- is, was that? An American character? I think so. I think there's a character who's... A uh, gaijin, as they yeah, say? Yeah, I think Barnum? so. Because she speaks English at a yes. certain point. She has, like, red hair. Um, and, uh, but, and yeah, they're both, they both seem very horny for human suta. <laughs> uh, they're he's talking a about hunk. how hunky he is, yeah. I miss you saying hunk, Weiger. He's a fucking hunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he is hunk. <laughs> Once we introduced his name, I, I, I went with suta. But, yeah, the suta remains a hunk. Uh, so they go up to the Huck's apartment, and uh, he's like, my grandpa's in the hospital. He's in the family business. Shows her a bunch of ancient texts uh, that are explaining how the keystones and the gates work. We're just getting all this lore, this big lore dump here. And they had to find mm-hmm. the Tokyo Keystone specifically. References an actual disaster, the 1923 Great Kanto Earthquake, Wait, which happened what? here. Yeah, this this is the, he was like, there was a disaster here 100,000 years well, ago. actually happened. From it's a real disaster. The 1923 Great Kanto Earthquake uh, killed north of 100,000 people. So we're establishing that this is like anchored in reality, which will come back Whoa. later on. And then his friend Serizawa shows up. I like Serizawa. He's just a awesome. fucking fun little loser. I think he's great. <laughs> loser. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I found him to be uh, very relatable, <laughs> but now I think I'll uh, take it back. <laughs> um, so Suta hasn't shown up for the teacher exams he's supposed to be taking, and also he says he owes him twenty thousand yen. Mm-hmm. Um, as is happening, another earthquake warning. There's a worm winding its way through Tokyo. Again, no one can see it, but everyone can see the birds reacting to the worm. Um, so perhaps it's just humans that are blinded to this thing. Okay, Suzume runs to the gate. Uh, another great chase sequence, just running through Tokyo with Suta running after the cat. And again, again, we're treading the same sort of ground, but it, mm-hmm. it is just really, really cool to see. Uh, Tokyo's gate is underground in the subway system and gets down there. Uh, the worm comes to a stop. A massive earthquake is about to, t- to take place. The worm is going to fall. And uh, Daijin says, when the worm falls, the earth will break. Many will die. And so she's riding the worm. All, uh, all this, a bunch of crazy shit is happening. But there's basically like a worm umbrella covering the city. She's up on the worm. And Daijin, the cat, tells her that he is no longer the keystone. Now Sota is the keystone. Mm-hmm. Um, Daijin passed on the keystone role to him when he terrified him. Um, and then... Terrified. And <laughs> Suzume hears this information and is sobbing, but she realizes the only way she can save the city is if she takes Suta, who's the keystone, and plunges him into the worm, um, and which is what she does. And then she free falls and Daijin gad, uh, catches her and guides her down to the river. We get this long dissolved to black... And then we get this flashback to the chair's origin, the extra chair's origin, which was a birthday present from Suzume's mom back when she was four years old. Very cute. Very, very, very sweet. Very lovingly made. Yeah, very yeah. lovingly made. Yes. And it, it's got, you know, it's young Suzume's birthday present. And there's the moment we see where it's like, she's like, it needs a face. And she puts the eyes on it. Um, so that came from the, the loving hand of mom. Uh, anyway. A lot more going on here. <laughs> Suzume wakes up in an underground riverbed. She's at Tokyo's gate. Suta's in the distance in the ever after. Daijin is like, now we can be together. You love me, right? Yeah. Which is kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh man, this is, this cat's like sad and like thought this was something yeah. different than it is. And then she basically tells the cat to fuck off and she's like, 
the cat's really upset and wanders away. Yeah, it turns emaciated again yeah. and just like hobbles back. It's very sad. But also that cat was stressing me the hell out. He really is. Yeah, yeah he needs to chill. Mm-hmm. Um, causing a lot of problems for everyone. So she comes back to society. Everyone's gossiping about how she's tattered and shoeless because she got completely fucked up in this whole uh, this whole <laughs> sequence of events. And she goes to visit Suta's grandpa in the hospital. Um, and he gives her a bunch of a big lecture about like, you know, fate. And that's like if he's a keystone now, that's what had to happen. Don't you know waste his sacrifice. Um, and uh, like he needs to find the gate to the ever after she went through when she was young in order to have a chance at saving him. And that's where she saw where her younger self was in that dream in the cold open. It is, if you haven't watched the movie, I'm sure this is sounding like fucking gibberish. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. No, and you're doing a great job. Yeah, you're, you're killing me. This is how the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, I, I feel like after saying that, I should say it is a great movie. It is, it's really it's good. It's so good. I really enjoyed it. Um, as, so all this is happening. Daijin, the cat, appears in the window and the grandpa remembers him. It's like, I know you. Yeah. So they have a connection. And uh, she goes back to Suta's apartment. Uh, she gets changed. And Serizawa shows up in his sports car and she says- She wears his shoes. She wears his shoes, Which yeah. is, I would say, a bigger deal than sitting on, on the chair. Wow. You okay. think so? Yeah. Yeah, because she lost her shoes as she was falling, so she's wearing his big old boot. Mm-hmm, and walking around. Yeah. Shoes are- That's like wearing- Shoes are pretty intimate. That's like wearing your guy's intimate. jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, she- I haven't thought about it. Nick, yeah, let it go is. of my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> let me wear one. <laughs> As Serizawa shows up in his sports car and is like, come with me, uh, her aunt, Tamaki, that's the name I haven't said yet, Tamaki emerges from the train station and is like, is this the guy you've been Wild. seeing? She she puts it all together, like she, because she went yeah. down all the way to Tokyo. Yeah, remember her? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this just turns into a little bit of a road trip. Mm-hmm. They have a seven hour ride back to Suzume's hometown. Suzume has fallen asleep in the back, si- the back seat and um, Tamaki tells, the aunt tells Serizawa that Suzume's mom died when she was four. And she's taken care of her ever since, and they're getting back to her abandoned hometown. This is like my favorite part of the movie. It is. I the love road the road trip, trip sequence. Part, yes. The music that he was playing yeah. was so perfect. 10 out of 10. Yeah, um, it's great. The music just in this movie, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, and this like quaint little slice of life road trip stuff. You get a sense of her, of the aunt, and the guy character. And you sort of feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a will they, won't they sort of element to it. I, at least the, I thought that. Um, and I would, I wish they ended up being together between the aunt and Serizawa. Mm-hmm. There's a an age gap there, but that would be intriguing. Hey, listen, yeah, crazier things have happened. Both adults, uh, right? I think age gaps should not be allowed. <laughs> wow. I think they have to be the exact same age to yeah. the minute. Same calendar year, same day. <laughs> uh, it makes me sick. <laughs> um. Okay, so it starts to. Rain on the road. There's this great, really funny animation that gets called back of the the convertible. He's got this sh- this oh, shitty yeah. used convertible, and the roof is broken, and it just very slowly closing, but not closing all the way. Uh, just a it's a great beat because he gives the comedy. air of like Playboy of like, yeah, yeah, hustler, yeah, yeah. but he's just kind of a dork. No, he's kind know? of pathetic. Yeah. And like what you're saying about the music is great because he's also trying to. 
he himself in the reality of their their journey is trying to like score the moments by picking the right songs yes. which is a funny yeah. layer to it. There's there's another element to this movie and it it's back to the bullet train and it happens again when they go to the rest stop which is just like man this is like this is a country with functional infrastructure and that's mm-hmm. just like a part of like why I enjoy looking at it cuz it's like I don't know have y'all been to American rest stops much? I don't mean like no. a Bucky's. I mean just like a public rest stop. No, no. but I just they're fucking that, horrible. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I'd be welcome to, in those places. <laughs> they're really, they're really just like sh- really shitty, yeah. gross, like public park restrooms, Ooh. and then maybe some vending machines and drinking fountains. And here they've got like proper, like you know, uh, mm-hmm. amusements and restaurants and shit. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a place I actually wouldn't mind spending a, a couple of hours. It's not just like a place that well, this is the only option because there's no gas stations nearby. There are very few public restrooms I've been in where I was happy to be in there yeah sure it's always a, don't, it's always a Honestly, nightmare the only public restrooms i've ever been happy are in japan yes i've wow. heard this fuck tokyo bathrooms are like next level next level wow. oh my gosh i want to go back i gotta go um anyway don't hold it that long <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna fucking hold it in until he has to go in japan <laughs> it's gonna take you nine hours to fly there, my guy. Two hours at the airport before. It's gonna be a big one. Uh, all right. <laughs> Great looking food in the sequence. Another another earthquake warning. And uh, Tamaki comes out, and Suzume is just in the car outside, and she wants an explanation. And this thing here, this is like one of those. I don't know. This this scene to me is just like really like heartbreaking. Of just like mm-hmm. she just unloads on her and just blames her for everything that has ever been all all the things that that didn't happen in her life that she wanted is this is just that her aunt saying it to her. Give me back my life. Yeah. Um. But it like feels honest, and there's a moment that that happens a little bit later, like in a couple scenes, and I'll just reference it now. Is like because she says all this stuff. She says all this really hurtful stuff towards Suzume, and then later on she's like. What I said in the parking lot, sure, I felt that way at times, but it's not the only way I felt. And it's just like, that is such like profound honesty. And that is so like respecting the intelligence of an audience where it's not like I was wrong, but it's just like, oh, no, there is like fucking people are relationships are fucking complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, you feel like shitty things towards people that you ultimately care about. And I don't know, it's part part of relationship is reconciling those things. And like, I don't know, like I'm not a parent and I'm not uh, like, or a surrogate parent rather uh, in in the Mm. case of the aunt. But like, I would imagine that like, you know, this wasn't something that you planned for. Obviously, tragedy has befallen you. You are now responsible for a child. You're going to feel a lot of different feelings in that scenario yeah. I think so I think it, like to have that in a movie is so interesting and right. and unique um, I love that I think um, the, uh, I, that movie Inside Out uh, that Disney Pixar movie Inside you Out you said mm-hmm. it like it's me. like the most alt movie yeah. that's ever been <laughs> no made. but like the, the Disney Pixar movie Inside <laughs> Out you ever heard of Pixar's Inside Out when that out? movie came out and I saw it I haven't seen it since then so I don't know if I still feel this way but I remember when I saw that for the first time I was like I'm so glad kids have this because mm-hmm. there's like there's like there it it I don't know it's teaching kids like or it has like all this like stuff about emotions that you don't understand as a kid that like would have been helpful to uh like kids in my generation or you know just like now kids you know grow up with uh this type of language for these types of things mm-hmm. so having something like this in that movie uh reminded me of that. here's my problem with Inside Out yeah oh 
it's all in. No, here's here's the thing. They get to the end, and we see it inside a bunch of other people's minds. We've been yeah. in one character's minds the whole time. In everyone else's minds, it's all like little them. And it's like, wait, why did this one character have right. like Lewis Black and I like did have exactly Amy Poehler coexisting inside her brain? <laughs> Absolutely. When all the other characters are like, oh wait, no, it's just like a little like it's like, wait, no, they all should have their teams of different, you know, people. Yeah, yeah. That is really yeah, no, that's the movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it took me out of it. Anyway. It's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> That people aren't gonna come for you in the comments. While I'm while I'm here, Wreck It Ralph is a more of a candy movie than a video game movie. So <laughs> they spend a lot more time, way in the more candy time in the candy world, world than they do. Wait, you in want video more video game from Wreck It Ralph? It's it's a it's a candy movie. I just wanted a video game <laughs> what movie. What does it's that a candy mean? Movie. It's, it's a candy mostly movie. about. It's more about candy than about like video King games. Candy is the bag. Like the, the they, they go to the candy but world. But it's and they a just video there. game movie. But it's got more candy jokes than video game jokes. What yeah. are you talking the about? The end set piece is all candy stuff. Okay, that's fine, but it's still a video game. It's a racing game. Nick's going to cry. It's not so about I think you candy. Just have to agree. No, it's fine. I'm just saying. I, inside Out, they all should have different characters in their heads, and maybe Wreck-It Ralph should have been titled Candy Movie. Um, so <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph, my freaking teeth with the cavities, cavities from all this candy in the movie. <laughs> You're not eating the candy, you're driving the candy. I'm eating candy when I'm watching the movie. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, you're shit talking um, the only American culture we have. That's true. <laughs> I posted years ago when, when Wrecker Alpha was in theaters and I was really disappointed there was a candy movie. I posted, <laughs> I planned it was on social media. I posted about it being a candy movie. I was like, this is a, it's a fucking candy movie. And uh, a a much more successful person that we <gasps> that we know, who I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you off pod. Uh, it came up. I was working with them at the time. And they came up to me. I was like, "Hey, man, careful with that shit," because like people who like work on that are gonna <laughs> see might see that, and you know them. You might work with them some, someday. I was like, "Ah, fine, I gotta worry about that." And then like a couple years later, I I, I had a job interview with Sarah Silverman, who's the voice of Vanellope. No <laughs> like, oh. She's like, oh, so you think candy, huh? Yeah. Like, uh, don't read my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, all that said, this, this long tangent aside, we introduce is it Sadaijin? There's the other yes. cat. There's the yes. big. There's the, the big, big fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, I guess I, not evil though. Cat just like a like a different cat. Different. So this is what we have to talk about, yeah. right? The first cat we see, little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, second. Well, good that he's there, and I like to see a little cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This other cat, fucking big boy. Yeah, he's huge. Grown. Love him. Love yeah. that. Oh. I love a love a big chubby cat. <laughs> He he seems to appear as Tamaki is saying this really hateful rant mm -hmm. and hurtful rant, and yes. which maybe thinks that, I don't know if it's connected to some sort of negative emotion or whatever. But then he he appears, um, and uh, now they're all teamed up, and the road trip resumes the next day. Uh, they have this little you know uh, decompression moment where Tamaki says what what I said she said earlier, and 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 semi apologizes, uh, but then. Uh, the, because the cats talk, Sarazawa runs his shitty car off the road. Mm -hmm. Very again, very funny joke here as the roof just slowly closes. Oh my gosh, so, so funny. funny! Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so funny. And they're still twenty kilometers from the destination where they they're trying to get to this gate. 
Uh, and so Tamaki finds a rusty old bike and uh, the two ladies and the two cats uh, pursue up there. Yeah, because Suzume's like, you know what? I'm going to run. Exactly. I see ya. Yeah. Because she is an athlete. She sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Suzume gets home to her ruined town, which is she hasn't been to for the first time in 12 years since she was, you know, four or five or whatever. Uh, her home now is just a big, just an empty lot. And underneath the ground, she finds a buried old box of Suzume's important stuff. And she goes to her diary to try to find some clues. And we get to a diary entry that's all crossed out. Yeah. Like everything has been markered over. Um, and the date is March 11th. And this is the date of an actual tragedy, uh, 311 in Japan. This was an earthquake and tsunami that killed 20,000 people. Wow. And so this, this movie is directly referencing, you know, this, oh. this national tragedy. And we, we get these voiceover flashbacks of that day. And when you have the layer of like, this is a real thing that it's referencing, it's like fucking intense. Oh my stuff. gosh. Yes. And the mom is a nurse. The so mom is a nurse. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. Okay. So she's remembering that she's having this, you know, she's, she lived through this. She lost her mom in this tragedy. And she's remembering there was a full moon near the light pole. And that leads her to where the door was. Um, Daijin leads her to a propped up door that's just covered with plants. And she realizes kind of that Daijin has been guiding her all this time, far from being a malevolent force. Uh, she opens the door. And Suzume and both cats jump into the ever after. Tamaki can't see any of this, mm-hmm. um, but she runs in there, and there's a fucking Elden Ring worm, boss-sized worm, <laughs> huge-ass <laughs> worm. Um, and Sadaijin turns into a fucking, fucking huge super cat. Love yeah, it. love it. And they're just doing this whole this whole fight that's going on, uh, you know. And uh, she runs towards Suta as a chair who's trapped in shimmering ice atop a mountain. This is like his his psychic prison. She says, uh, and Suzume is like, I will become the keystone to save you. Mm. Like, that's what it needs. I will do that. And as she's pulling him out, and as that's going on, Daijin joins in to help. And we get a f- bunch of flashbacks of the movie from Suta's POV, which I like. Yeah. Just seeing his, his, his perspective on yeah. all these scenes we've seen before. Chair cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chair vision. <laughs> Uh, they both admit they're afraid to die and want to live. Yeah. Another nice m- moment of humanity. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be me. I don't f- fucking want to be a keystone. That sucks. No, no. I guess I guess I'm more of a hero than you, and I probably would do <laughs> oh it. Oh my god. But Matt. I guess if you say no, Matt. that's okay. I guess somebody has to though. Uh for a hero. <laughs> for a hero, you sure don't want to share your shoes, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I have to ever become a keystone, you could have my shoes that, that are probably, I would have to guess, two sizes too small. <laughs> um, there's this big ass boss fight that's happening between the giant cat and the giant worm just kind of in the background uh, as uh, suit is in, in, as suit is in human form. This movie is so too much. It's so much. The big <laughs> battle scene between a giant worm and a giant ass cat is in the background yeah it's just like over the shoulders and coverage it's like all right yeah yeah and it's like not on. one of the crazier things no. right yeah. you're like oh um anyways yeah like hey this guy's been a chair the whole movie <laughs> anyway this is going on really cool looking thing when she she finally kisses the chair uh-huh. as the door opens to the beach and she grabs yeah. him by the hand on the beach and pulls him out in human form yes um and there so there is a slight moment where she reaches out where his hand slips and she grabs it again. Yes. And it's so minute, but it is everything of that movie. It rocks. It's so cool. 
Uh, so she pulls out Suta, and he's he's back in hunk form uh, at long last. <laughs> hunk form. <laughs> and Daijin says, "This is this really fucking gets me." He's like, "I couldn't become your cat. Return me with your hands." And turns yeah. back into a keystone. So he accepts his fate. Um, and she and he becomes a fucking rock again. Pretty sad. So uh, this also gets to him getting to high ground. Suta gets up there, say, says the prayer. There's a flashback of everyone saying goodbye on the final day of the town. Again, just like fucking heartbreaking shit given the, the real world context. Mm-hmm. Uh, the giant cat plunges in the worm as Suzume pl- plunges in the Daijin keystone. And then the worm dissipates, and that takes us into a, an, a, a green ever after. And she picks up the now inanimate chair and runs toward her young self on the horizon. <gasps> and has yeah. a finally understand, and we realize that the figure that young Suzume looked at wasn't her mom. It was her in the future. And just the idea of comforting your younger self, of just being like a kind of like a maternal figure or a parental figure for your younger self is just such a wild thing to think about. But that's mm-hmm. what we're dealing with here. Yeah, a really, really beautiful like thought i love that i mean it's therapy isn't it yeah it's like so, yeah. a therapy session yeah also the way that they animate tears yeah. it's so miyazaki-esque for sure they're cartoonish and they're bountiful like they're so they're like big big tears it's such like it's a very like heavy emotion real emotion but sort of like sort of heightened in this cartoony sort of way but you just feel for this little girl yeah. you know looking for her mom and like Lying to to herself that her mom's coming back when she knows. Yes, she's not. Um, there's an extended monologue as the horizon is rotating in the background, which looks really cool. And it, it's the, it's the kind of thing of just like even if there's just dialogue happening in this movie, there's something cool to look at. Mm-hmm. It's a thing throughout. Um, but she says, you know, you're going to to her younger self. You're going to grow up, so don't worry. One day, morning will come. Um, and uh, then the door shuts on both ends, and Suzume and Sota are back in reality. And But then she gives young Suzume the chair. That's right, yes. Which is how, because she, she like doesn't remember why it's missing a leg, and it's because of this full circle. It's like, you don't know, you never know how yes. it lost a leg. That's a, good, that's a good point, and that's a thing I should have noted. Yeah, that happens before she, uh, she steps out of the door and shuts it on both ends, and Suzume and Sota are now back to actual reality. They're out of the ever after. Uh, she locks the gra- the gate and says, "Okay, I'm off," which is the ki- a version of what everyone was saying. Everyone was saying goodbye mm-hmm. on uh, on on the flashback to three eleven, and we we hear that again as we go to the credits, and that's the the end of the movie. It just fucking ends right there. Yeah, there's a just... few more scenelets that happen during the credits, but that's it. We're yeah. out. In in the same way that he immediately becomes a chair. The movie like just ends. Yeah. Like it's just like it's over. <laughs> I kind of love it. I love it too. I think like more movies should just end like that. Because if mm-hmm. this was like a different type of movie, there would be like fifteen more minutes of just being like, "What? All that stuff in the movie was pretty crazy, huh?" Right. Let's close all of these circles. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the credits, there's a few lo- you know little little short scenes. Sarazawa reveals the debt was a lie. Actually, uh, he owes Sota twenty thousand yen, which is, is funny. Um, Suta says he's got to close more gates on the way back to Tokyo. They have this sort of tender but not final goodbye. And then we get her, them retracing their voyage home or going back on the, the same, the reverse yeah. of the exact same journey uh, until Suzume ultimately gets back to her hillside town, rides her bike down a hill, and says, Welcome back to someone. It's the hunk. He's back. Yeah. And they're going to reconnect. So there you go. Young love. Aww. Something that I do when we're watching uh, 
anime or any, anything for the show, when when yen comes up, it's always because I don't know what the conversion is to uh, U.S. dollars, and uh, off the, my brain, I'm always like two hundred thousand yen. That's probably so much money. And then I look it up, and it's like, oh, it's one hundred and thirty-six dollars. I was like, it's like that's, that's all right. Like, it's a lot of money to owe somebody. I yeah, wouldn't want to owe. I wouldn't want to owe anyone of us one hundred, you know, thirty-six dollars. But kind of, kind of funny to think about. I would. It keeps fluctuating, but I forget what the actual, um, the typical conversion is. I think it's maybe divide by a hundred. Is that what it is? It's not exactly right anymore though, because I think the 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 yen is weak. But yeah, I think it's it's yeah, it's closer to to between a hundred and two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh well, hey, that was Suzume. Any what other a, thoughts? What a film. Great what movie. A, I loved I loved revisiting it. I loved watching it again. Uh, I loved. Uh, I just love it. I just think it's cool to see like a movie just be like. I don't know. It felt like a capital M movie kind of, or mm. just like everything about this is like so like I don't know. This can only this can only be an anime film. Yeah. You you watch yeah. the dub, right? Yeah. Yes, and the performances are really great in the dub as well. Mm. So there's a because it's it doesn't it, it's um it's you know like I, I think is it is it Nicole uh, Nicole Sakura yeah. is the the lead. So it's like you know she's like an, a, a known actor and has a lot of credits, but it's like that's like the biggest name in the dub. It's not like they had they went with an A lister treatment. They right. got like Which a lot of good cool. voiceovers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, everybody's uh, all the performances are fantastic. She's really great. Um, yeah, and I'm hey, I, I like the performances in the the Japanese original as well. Uh, Oscar, any other thoughts? Listen, if you liked this movie, you might also like <laughs> a movie called <laughs> Only Yesterday. Oh yeah, which is great. It's beautiful. It's about uh, uh, nostalgia, re, like recontextualizing your past. There's no chair. Sorry, there's no chair in it. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> but it's a beautiful, quiet, powerful movie. Only Yesterday. Please watch it. It's fantastic. I saw only yesterday for the first time, I think last year. <gasps> and it is very like a tranquil sort of like, yes. you know, the, the, uh, uh, it's, it's about just, there is a lot about your, like a, your past. And, mm -hmm. and there is some like, you know, past trauma that's explored, but a lot of it is just like, Hey, let's just abandon city life and go live in the countryside. Exactly, it's yeah. just kind of an escapist fantasy. And it's, yeah, that, that is, that is a great wreck. People should check out only, only yesterday. Um, Oscar, anything you'd like to plug? Um, you should watch Minx on Stars. Um, and uh, thank you. And uh, you know, you can follow me on social media, Ozzymo, O Z Z Y M O on uh, X and Instagram. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And and to everyone out there, we're gonna save our chain reactions for Suzume uh, for an upcoming episode in 2024. Since this is, I think, our final episode of 2023. That's, <gasps> that's right. Yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll see you in 2024. We're gonna be starting a new series. Uh, we're and Heather is going to be back for those those episodes. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Pluto, which is on Netflix. That's right. So check out Pluto. Watch along with us. We're going to be talking about episode one next next week, and we'll have your chain reactions for Suzume and the rest of the things we've covered in December uh, in sometime in January. That's right. And Oscar, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, this actually doesn't have as much of a negative as uh, getting played does. Yeah, but you got animated. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>